Blog Talk Radio. Talk show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks. This is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. I'm very, very excited for today's episode. We um, we have got a fantastic guest. He has made a incredible documentary that I think should be played in all high schools or at least first year of college. Um, you know, uh, if not, well, definitely sooner. You know, um, it's just it's one of my favorites of the year so far. Uh, it's called a sex. Explanation, and uh, it's by director and co-writer Mr. Alex Yu uh, Yu Yu. I think I'm saying that correctly. I probably am not. Alex, I hope I didn't carve up your name. Yeah, Alex Liu. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's pretty good. Nice, nice, Alex. Now I'm a Midwesterner myself. Um, I was, you know, when I watched your documentary. I was surprised to learn that you um, grew up in Indiana and uh, now living out on the coast. No, no, I, I, actually I, live in San I actually I actually live in San Francisco. I used to live in San Francisco. We did go to Indiana for the film, though. We went to the Kinsey Institute out in Bloomington, Indiana, oh, I which see. is like one of the premier I, sex. It, it's the premier sex research institution in the world, uh, nestled in, in kind of rural Indiana, which, is, which many people don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. You wouldn't expect. You wouldn't expect it. Um, you know. Yeah. I, I grew up in Metro yeah. Detroit. Um, everything. Okay. You know, I grew up where everything was dirty and <laughs> greasy. <you know? laughs> but it's uh, you know they were making cars. Uh, home of techno music. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> this is a fantastic film, and I think you know it's a joke Thanks. that I, I. It's kind of one of those those jokes that it's funny because it's. I've said this so many times to people I know uh, throughout my life. I grew up in the 80s, a little older than you. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I tell people, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm the generation where they, uh, you know, AIDS hit right as we entered puberty. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. all yeah. you wanted to do was have sex and you were going to die if you did. People didn't know. People freaked out, I remember. Um, you know, I remember my parents telling us not to use not not to use a drinking fountain, you know. It was because uh, nobody knew at the time, and just very, very scary time. And, you know, I said, no wonder we're screwed up, you know. But th- I think it goes way deeper, and I think your documentary really, really touches on some, some hard truth of our country, you know, our society here, and really our country. Our, our country's uptight, turned up to 10, man, when it comes to sex stuff and sexuality and you know, it's uh, it makes no sense to me, but it's the way it is. Hopefully, that's changing with things like your documentary. I think it's super important. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think a lot of. I mean, I mean, there's always been sex panics. We're, we're in the middle of a sex panic right now. I think, um, but I mm. think HIV/AIDS was one of those big cataclysmic world-changing events where uh, there was 
huge public health uh, drive initiative to try to protect kids from HIV AIDS, uh, which I think is a worthy goal, of course. Um, but the way they did it uh, was, was incredibly blunt and incredibly damaging. You know, I think because they're um, people in power are so afraid, um, the message was just say no. The message was sex would kill you. The message was um, you're a, basically a dirty slut if you uh, decide to have premarital yeah. sex, uh, especially if you decide to have homosexual sex if you're a man. So I think, you know, they, they thought that was the safest, most politically sound message, and perhaps it was the right politics of the time. Um, but, but what they, the, the, the you know, the, the negative effect of that is the generations of, of Americans especially uh, that grew up afraid of sex, afraid of their own bodies, afraid of their own urges, afraid of their own desires, not feeling comfortable communicating about any of that and, and turning to sources like pornography or peers or people who don't really know much to try to figure out what this, what is this thing called sex? How do I make sex work for me? And I think, you know, it's, sex is one of those things that is often seen as frivolous, you know, like a frivolous, dirty pleasure or, or something that's sinful or, or naughty. But I think, you know, I, I think sex is one of those things that is so integral and core to who you are as a person. It, it, it is what the, your sexual relationships will be the ones that you'll remember on your deathbed uh, and helping people understand how to navigate such a tricky, diff- difficult, nuanced uh, experience is something we all deserve. And, and in the only way we can all be equal uh, if, if that is a vision that you share. Right. I agree. I agree completely. And, you know, and it's, it's weird. I'm an old man now. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really not, but I'm, I'm on my way there. Um, and I'll tell you, you're absolutely right. <laughs> there's a lot of things I forgot. And to be fair, in my particular life, there's been a lot of martinis and, and, and fun times, uh, you know. So I, I get that um, there may be some uh, missing brain cells. You know, I, I own it. Uh, <laughs> but those good times, so there are some, they're just burnt, tattooed in my memory. You know, they ain't going anywhere. Um, because yeah. I think it's, it, it plays such a hardcore role in your in a person's brain, and not just me, in anybody, you know, in a human being brain. Oh it's, yeah, it's yeah, I, I it, it's crazy. Where we are, we we are horny animals. You know, we have been thinking. You know, you know, we most of us would not be here if it weren't for sex, and and you know, it's it's just <laughs> one of those things from from from, from frankly from from masturbation to full intercourse. To to uh, uh, a cuddle from with a, from a friend, uh, holding a hand, uh, a supportive pat on the back, like this is all in the range of of human intimacy, uh, and 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 sex and sexuality is is how we connect and bond and you know with each other in all facets of our lives, and so you know I think the movie is really making the movie has really unearthed for me a lot of reasons that you know a lot of places in my life. Where, I, where I've learned to repress sexuality, to control it, to try to mm. hide from it, to try to run, run away from it, be quiet about it, thinking that it was unsafe to talk about or, or, or it made me a bad person. And I think it's now kind of, I think, now understanding just the depth of, of kind of the, the negative messaging we often get and how, how deeply it really affects you to your core 
I think it's it's just been so much it's been it's been so um liberating to, to actually now think of sex much more as something that should be celebrated, should be studied, uh and, and should be something we, we talk more about because I mean, frankly it's 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 what makes life worth living. So 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 why why try to pretend it, it it's something else? Absolutely. Absolutely. I you know, you're I tell you that, that segment in no I don't want to give any much away and this movie drops today i believe ladies and gentlemen you can you can watch this today um yeah yeah it's available to rent or buy yeah yeah nice nice there is and i don't want to get too much away because i want i definitely want everybody to watch this uh you know definitely um so good and 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 i will dare to say if you have a youngster you know that that, 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 that's discovering you know these things are happening these programs are running in their brain um, this might be a good movie to sit down as a parent with, and uh, you're going to do them favors, believe me, and, and oh, we that's, need that. That's so nice of you to say. That, that, that is so, you know, I, I just to hear you say that, that means so much to us and the team, because that, that is our goal. That, that I think at the beginning of this process, yeah. we were thinking, oh, we're going to make a documentary about all the things, you know, humans need to learn about, know about sex, and, and that's an impossible task, um, but... Oh what we discovered through the process is just how much families disconnect because as a child goes older and becomes more of a sexual being, uh, often by the time a child hits puberty, if you've never had a normal, boring, matter-of-the-fact conversation about sex, um, that child has already learned kind of that the parent is someone who's not safe to talk about these things with. And and I, I think it's no fault of the parent. I think, you know, this is just kind of the culture we live in. Um, but if it is something right. that, that you're afraid of, you know, just disconnecting from your kids. I mean, boundaries, separation, individuation, that's all healthy. That's all part of the, of the, the growing up process. Um, but But I think the best person for a child to go to uh, often, you know, as long as uh, as long as the, the parents are good, um, sexuality is the parents because they know the child the best and if they have the best child's best interest at heart, they're going to be the best person to talk to about this. But if you think about it as like, uh, this is one conversation, we have to have the talk, one conversation when they're 12 or 13 and then we're done with it and we never, never have to talk about it again. Um, I think all you're, you're, you're going to end up with is a child who just doesn't, still doesn't feel comfortable talking to you about this. So, so the, the film, in, in a way I didn't anticipate, is designed to be an icebreaker because we all just need that icebreaker sometimes. And hopefully that right. couples can watch it together. Parents and children can watch it together. You know, all sorts of people can watch it together. Friends and have the conversations that we all need to be having about how do you navigate this really difficult thing we call sex. Absolutely. That, that brunch scene in the, in the film was, was fascinating. <laughs> I got to tell you the, that animated and folks, the, the movie is not animated. There's an animated scene in it that I'm thinking about. Um, where you were describing your own journey, um, your after-school yeah. ritual. Yeah. That was, you know, I'm not in the movie business or anything like that. I got my little podcast here, you know, my little show we do. Uh, I'm a painter by, by trade. That was art, man. That was art. Oh, cool. I, I was watching oh, that. Thank and I was you. Like, yes. I, that, that, this is amazing. Yeah, I have to credit uh, Kelvin Wong. He also goes by uh, Wooden Marker, a, a, a beautiful animator who who worked on a shoestring budget to put together that 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 that, that little segment for us. It, it it was it really encapsulated in a, in a way that I think you couldn't with with live action kind of the 
the shame and the the misery that I went through as as youth being gay and 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 uh, discovering my sexuality. Oh, yeah. you know, I often think how sad it is that my first orgasm was not something that was like exciting or uh, you know um, uh, you know enjoyable or, or or it was shrouded in terror and fear. I didn't know what was going on, and not only did I know what was going on, the things that were arousing me. I was terrified of it. And I, and it's just such a sad thing that, that that's kind of that part of my imprinting that sex in some way will always be something that is scary, uh, frightening and, 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 um, um, uh, uneasy for me. So, so I think I just, and it shouldn't be that way. There's, there's no reason it needs to be that way for most people. So, so I think, um, but the movie is really to kind of help parents and people in society who maybe are questioning, you know, sex education for younger children, why it's so important to, to get good sex education. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll tell you, many years ago, I, uh, after college, I, I moved out. I, I went to school in Boston. I said, I got to get the hell away from snow. I need the exact opposite of this. <laughs> so I moved to San Diego, uh, which was, you know, was ah. great. Um, loved it. I had a friend of mine who owned a, uh, a, a gay bar. Um, and it was a club at night and, you know, an older gentleman's gay bar in the daytime. And, of course, I wound up working, you know, mm-hmm. bartending there. Uh, you know, I was a kid and young. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I found fascinating um, about that job was, you, you know, you get you have regulars in the, that come to the bar and whatnot, and you got to get to know them, you know, BS with them and whatnot. And these were all gentlemen that I would say were middle-aged, um, 50 and up. And every one of them... And this was, again, this, this was happening, I'm, I'm trying to remember, uh, the, the Marilyn Manson cover of Teen of Love was about 2000, 2001, right around there. Uh, so this was 20 years ago when this was happening. But one of the things I found fascinating with these guys is every one of them, almost, I would say 95%, had ex-wives and children. And what that told mm. me, and everybody's path is different in life, I get it. You know, I get it. Um, but what that told me is that for a lot of these guys of that age, of that that era there, had said, well, I better get married. I better have a kid. You know, I mean, yeah. they had yeah. walked that path, and, you know, they weren't on that path now. <laughs> you know, these guys were all, you know, mm-hmm. they, there was no confusion. They were very, they had figured out where they needed to be, um, yeah. sexuality speaking. So I thought how sad, oh, yeah. and like I, also for a, a period then of their life, that wasn't so cut and dry for. You know what I mean? They they tried yeah. to not be true to themselves, and uh, yeah, it, 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 I just found it sad. It, 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 it's not that I'm putting them down or any of that. I, I'm just saying it was an observation I noticed, and I, I, no, no, that it, isn't happening it's completely understandable. Sense. Yeah, completely understand. I, I think, especially around uh, uh, queer issues, gay issues, things are changing so much, so quickly, so much for the better. Uh, which you know, which has just been so, uh, you know, I, I couldn't imagine we were at we're at the place we are today uh, th- that that we've been in the last twenty years. And and I think, um, hopefully, more and more uh, that that people, no matter your your sexual orientation, straight, gay, asexual. That that you in in making this movie and talking about this with people and talking about it with friends that that we all slowly start to understand that 
Um, for most of human history, everyone has tried so hard to fit a very specific mold. And, and maybe that made sense a thousand years ago. Maybe that made sense 2000 years ago when the, when the purpose of, of culture of civilization was to have as many babies as possible to create as many workers and have as many sold soldiers as possible. Maybe that, but, but I think especially in America, if if the promise of America is, is that you can live, you can pursue life, liberty and happiness uh, the way you want to, the, the only way, we can get there is is to actually see people as they are, individual, different. No one has the same sexual orientation in the world. Everyone has a specific kink, quirk, or desire that, that is unique to them. And, and I mean, I say this as – I don't know what it's like to be a straight person, but I say this as a gay man. Uh, the moment in which I had for the first time in my life a sexual experience, that was purely mine, that that was not uh, something I was doing, I thought, to fit, uh, uh, you know, a specific Mm. uh, agenda or a specific, you know, goal that that someone else had told me, that I was actually, you know, a big middle finger to the world and saying, this is who I am, this is what I want, these are the relationships I want to have. It's just a transcendent experience where you feel so uniquely, I mean, it's the closest to God you can get. And I think that that there are so many people in the world that don't get to have those experiences and, and, and are so afraid of the, the, the beauty that's really in them when it comes to matters of sex sexuality. And I'm saying across all different backgrounds, again, you know, I think um, it, it really is something worth fighting for. And, and, and in a corny, cheesy way, um, it, it is a, you know, in a way I never thought about before the movie, but it is kind of the pathway to 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 loving not only others but yourself. You know that that, that if you can get accepted Absolutely. and find that belonging and and not have to hide a huge part of yourself, uh, a part of yourself by Absolutely. the way that is not control, a part of yourself that is something that that you have no real agency over other than how you treat other people. You know, you know. Um, I think, I think it's it's something that that it, it's just been so disheartening sometimes to hear you know talking to people about this and, and how how quickly do they miss this sex as a priority when when I when I think you know if you if you do prioritize it and I don't mean like full on intercourse I just mean like prioritizing understanding who you are as a sexual being and how you need a healthy sexuality if you have any chance of real health of real well-being um i think if, if some people were to actually think hard about it it is something that 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 we need to, to kind of stand and say it's it, it's a human right and, and it is worth fighting for and now folks a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors stay tuned we'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. 
Hey Rockers, this is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the book's 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrate, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS. That's R-O-X-X for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, she's a fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I think a big. I'm not saying there's a direct correlation or anything. Um, you know, I, I watch the news daily, and uh, you know, and, and mm-hmm. kids are dressing up like the Joker and shooting up places and and going oh, nutty, yeah. and and you know, it's it's crazy. And I think you know, well, maybe we're raising them in a pressure cooker of of you know, bullshit and nonsense. You know, I mean, and, and just on oh, them from yeah. every aspect. Maybe that, maybe if we change that a little bit, and I get it, I get it, people want to lock doors and ban this or ban that or, you know, we need more mental. Well, maybe we all just chill the hell out a little bit, you know? How about that? How about that? <laughs> you know, that's Excuse all, that's all um, I'm yeah, saying. Yes. I, I, I mean, I, I think there's no good studies yet, um, but I would not be surprised, you know, taking looking at fundamentalists, you know, uh, religious fundamentalists, especially that, that, really uh, prioritize celibacy and then really demonize mm. even masturbation, you know. Um, oh, I, I think 
I, I think that at, at the very least, you 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 can show that that um, without someone having an outlet to to be fully expressed, there's going to be issues. Actually, yeah, it's it's it, it's it's an exhausting, impossible task, and I think. You know, just knowing from my own uh, experience of trying to hide, repress, control my own sexual urges, I mean, I, it got to the point by the, you know, by the time I was 17, I would rather have killed myself. You know, so I think. Yeah, you mentioned I think that. It's, and it's that something. Is yeah, it's, some, it's something that, you know, it, you know, you, if you hate that part of yourself um, and you feel like right. that part of yourself is, is never going to ever be fulfilled, um, you just lose all meaning in life. It, it is the be all end all. We we all want to connect with people to have that sexual relationship is something that is so core to the human experience that we should be helping people as much as possible to understand uh, what sex is like in real life, uh, how to reject, how to reject people, how to take rejection. I, I think that's a big part of what good sex education would mm. do. You know, I, when, often, often when I, talk about sex education, I just have to back up a little bit because I think when I say sex education, I'm thinking about comprehensive sex education. So it's about, it's much more about communication. Uh, like how do you, how do you advocate for your boundaries? I think it's very scary for many people, especially women, uh, to say something mm. like that. Don't do that. Stop. You know, it's hard because frankly, there's, yeah, there's, a, there's a power imbalance there. Yeah. And, and I think men are not taught how to, how to deal with rejection and how to, how to manage that. Um, you know, I think it's all, that's all part of sex. Often what, when I say sex education, I think what people really think about is maybe like puberty education or pregnancy education or disease education, all parts of what good sex education should have, but there's so much more in it. And the the questions that most of us have from, for probably our whole lives is how do I make sure this sex thing goes well? How do I make sure um, that I'm doing the things in a sexual, when it comes to my sexuality, that not only respects myself, but, but also respects others. And, and, and that's such a difficult skill to, to, to learn, and it requires immense amounts of emotional energy, immense amounts of communication skills. And, and, see, and, and the, the current system we have is that we just tell kids, no, 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 and then at 18, go ahead and say yes. But if they've never learned how to say yes until they're 18, of course there's going to be all sorts of horrible uh, re- results of, of, of the way we go about it. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes I, I, you know, I often, like, we can't teach kids this thing because we need to keep them innocent. That's always kind of like that. It, it needs to be in the home. You know, and I, and I think often, like, well, what, what actually does it mean to keep a kid innocent? Like, does understanding what intercourse is at a young age make them, like, dirty or, you know, bad? Or does, like, the, you know, I think about, like, what keeps the kid innocent. Like, when I think about my loss of innocence, it's understanding that adults lie, they betray you, uh, you know, that they, they're not trustworthy. Though That's a loss of innocence to me. And, and, and then I think the, the best way we can protect kids from the, those horrible, some of the most full of abuses and harms is by arming them with the understanding of what good sex is and what bad sex is, what good touch, bad touch, boundaries, all those things. Uh, because kids, frankly, you know, the alternative isn't like keep them ignorant and keep them pure. The alternative is teach them that you are not safe to talk about this thing. And then they will go find it in another way, usually pornography. So I think, you know, you know, mm-hmm. I wish that kids, you know, could not be sexual. There, there's a lot of problems that come with, 
sexuality, a lot of problems. Um, but, but the best solution we have is not to keep information from them. It's to give them as much information as possible so they can have the best chance of making the best decision in, a, in often a very confusing uh, primal moment. You know, so I think, so I think, I, I just hope that enough people understand that, that um, sex is not what's dirty or, or gross. What's dirty or gross is when people abuse people uh, around mm-hmm. their sexuality. Yeah, it's got, it's, got, it's got to be all about consent, man. And, and that's what I tell people. Yeah. People are always like, well, Jamie, you have so many weird friends. You know, they say weird. And I'm, I'm like, well, I, I disagree with you on that. I have a diverse group of friends. I just gotta understand, man. I said I swim in the art world. Are you kidding me? Of course there's gonna, you know, I've been to parties where somebody was dressed up like a dog. Um, didn't bother me any if that's what they wanted to do. I yeah, to yeah, it's, like, it's, you know, and I'm cool with myself. Beautiful. Yeah, do whatever you want to do as yeah. long as you're not involving people that can't give consent, kids or animals right. or something like exactly. that. You know, come on. You know, yeah. those people should be. Yeah, shot out of a cannon into a wall. That's my opinion. Um, <laughs> but everybody else, hey, man, it's cool. And if you found somebody to be cool that accepts your cool and you can accept theirs, shit, man, there's 8 billion people on the planet. Good on you. Yeah, there's, <laughs> you no, great, there's, no, greater fe- there's no greater feeling. And I think, yeah, and I think often, you know, I, I would consider myself one of these people before making the movie that, that, Often it is the people who are the most uncomfortable around sex and have the most unprocessed trauma or emotions around sex that are the most militant when it comes to our sexual morality. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think it's it's when when you if you actually do accept your who you are as a sexual being as much as possible, it becomes so clear I think that what other people do really has no bearing or effect on you. You know, it it it's it's that fear that that someone else might be doing something that you might enjoy and and that makes you want to control that other person in many ways. And I think, you know, uh, I, I, I would do the same thing maybe on the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, I think if, I, if you were to have told me, you know, uh, in my 20s that, that, I, that you were a gay man and didn't enjoy anal sex, I would, I would just go down on them about how, that means that you're a repressed person, internalized homophobe, you know, all right. these horrible things chain them into, you know. <laughs> and that's, that's a horrible funny, way to man. go about it. I was, I was becoming, yeah, yeah, I was becoming the person that I, that I, that I hated. And so I think it's important to, to understand that, that sexual shame can come across all different ways. It can be about thinking, you know, it can be shaming them for being approved as much as it can be shaming them for being slut. So I think it's really important right. to to um, understand that that the only way we can actually move forward is to to really listen and, and do the work to accept people for who they are. Because um, in, in learning about how everyone else, you know, finds uh, the ultimate connection, uh, it gives you the strength and, and understanding of how you can do that for yourself. So so I think. You know, and, and isn't the world just a better place if we're not tiptoeing around this thing that occupies so Absolutely. much space in, in our in our in our minds? You know? Absolutely, and it, you know, it's it's crazy too because, uh, and I'm I'm saying that as a joke, folks. I'm not judging people by saying anybody's crazy or anything. <laughs> I, I'm saying um, we live in a here's a better term. It's zany 
because things change. You know, I, I thought I had a pretty good beat on yeah. things a couple years ago. Oh, um, yeah. All of the the uh, the plus in the LGBTQ plus uh, thing came about. And, you know, I, I don't think it's any secret. Everybody knows my wife is 15 years younger than me. She's got much more of a better beat on things, uh, uh, on current <laughs> events, as far as, you know, mm-hmm. sexuality stuff goes, than I do, mm-hmm. you know. And we were talking one day, and I didn't mean anything by it. I used the term, uh, what did I, I, did I say, transvestite or something? And she's like, she cringed. I'm like, Jamie, can't do that. that isn't acceptable. And I'm like, what are you talking yeah. about? You know, what about Frankenfooter? Uh, Rocky Over? She goes, yeah, that was funny in 1975, but, you know, that ain't the case today. <laughs> um, there's different terms. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, um, you need to stop calling cousin such and such her and start using they. And I was like, okay, you know, well, that's the way we're doing it. That's the way we're doing it. You know, I had to, of course, correct and adjust. But, you know, yeah. I didn't have any hang-up. Oh, yeah. I see people hang-up. I'm, I'm intelligent enough to say, okay, well, hey, that's changed. That's the way it is now. Noted. I've uh, it, it is. Yeah, way. yeah. I, I yeah, no. I do think we're making this in, in talking. Totally, yeah. I think in making this movie uh, was the first inkling that I that I'm I'm getting old because I think you know, uh, in in talking to young in talking to young people, I think my terminology sounds to them like like the way I think of people who say like colored people. You know, I think it's like a it's like the same thing where, where the, la- the the language is changing very quickly, and I have a lot, I have a lot of empathy for people who. Who, who can't, it is like learning a new language, you know, and, that, and that's stressful and hard and, and, and um, takes time. Um, but I do think that that what I see from younger generations generally does give me hope for the future because a lot of the things that I've hang up on, it doesn't even make sense to them why anyone would care. And so I think hopefully, hopefully um, uh, as parents, start to want to really under, really break down the, the, the cycles of generational shame around this. Uh, um, that, that, that really this, this could be something that, that really is, is, is thought of as, you know, sexual shame around, around all, but gay, straight, trans, any kink, all that right. uh, really becomes something that in, in 20, 30 years is, seems unimaginable. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, an interesting fact about your documentary, and I could be off on this. I could totally be off on this, but, you know, this is your family. You sat down with your, your mom, your your father, yeah. and yeah. your grandma yeah. and had a conversation yeah. about sex, which I was amazed at. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. The person who seems the least uptight, including you, to me, the viewer, was your grandma. She was like, yeah, yeah she's we didn't know what yeah. we were doing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, maybe, once you hit ninety, yeah. you're just you're you're just in the fuck it stage of your life, right? Nothing really, you know, there's, yeah. there's nothing to be ashamed of anymore. Yeah. It gives me hope, yeah. Alex. It gives me hope. I think I'm heading in that direction. <laughs> um, you know, because I, I used to. I'll tell you, ten years ago, yeah, I got up, I would get upset at the drop of a hat about anything. You know, I don't know, maybe getting a dog help. I don't know, but um, getting married, <laughs> maybe I don't know. But yeah, you know, somebody cut me off. Oh, that son of a so and so, you know, or or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm, Somebody mm-hmm. just, well, no, I want to do it this way, or blah blah blah. 
And uh, as I get mm-hmm. a little older, I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. There's, there's bigger things in the world to worry about, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I, you know, we were out to dinner the other, you know, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, and there was a, a Karen showed up, started raising hell on a waiter or a waitress, I should say. And uh, you know, my wife's like, oh my god, these people. I said, yeah, I know. Just think. Aren't you glad you don't have to be that? You don't have to wear that suit all day. That person has to walk around all day with yeah. that shit attitude, you know? I mean, yeah. I'm glad I don't. Yeah, I do. I have a lot. I do, you know, it, 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 I'm not saying I, I support them or, or sympathize with them, but I do have a lot of empathy for people who are so sex negative or so shaming, who really want to control oh, that was the I, part I, of your documentary to watch. Was that when you went yeah, to yeah. the uh, women's I, I, march? I, oh, yeah, man. the anti-abortion rally we have there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I, I have again. I maybe I do have some sympathy do? from them. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, she. I, I, I have to imagine her life has been uh, very difficult in many Something ways, considering her. her her very militant extremist views about abstinence and celibacy. Um, that that she really just sees sex as like a reproductive act and not like this amazing way to connect to m- more pe- people in in general. You know, I think I think if if you can do sex right, it's so difficult in, 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 in individual. You know, I, I think sex can you know can be so many different things for so many different people. If you want to live a, a, a monogamous life and only have sex with a marriage, it makes you completely happy. Oh, go for it. I, I, I think, I think that's something yeah. that that that, that work, can work great. But but I think most people, um, you know, you know, we are I think a species that 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 isn't 100% monogamous, and I think we are a species that that you know, I I have have some amazing relationships that maybe only lasted one night, but we were actually there and present with each other as human beings and connecting on a spiritual soul level. Uh, and right. and maybe I'll never see that person again for the rest of my life, um, but I'm changed by that. That uh, I'm I'm made more whole. I'm made more um, um, just just fulfilled in many ways. And, and and getting to know people in that way has been a way for me to understand and kind of accept myself. And and so I think, you know, it, again, it's different for everyone. But for but but I think the more we come to terms with who we are truly and try to craft a life around that, uh, that, that's the only path we have to health, happiness, peace, because uh, like you kind of brought up before, there's some real psychological damage that comes with trying to conform a part of yourself that, frankly, can never really be controlled. And so I think the, you know, my definitions of sex, my experiences of sex, the way I think about sex and making it feel we have, have tra- totally transformed you know, I, I think so much about how um, the, the sex is often, and especially for men, I think uh, sex is something that you thought of that you get. You know, you, it's something that you mm. conquer or, or, or win. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think if it's so much more around um, who am I the sexual being? What can I give to the world? How can I be uh, uh, there for someone in a way that, frankly, one of the biggest honors and privileges you can have and, and, and working with someone to actually uh, get to know them in that special, intimate, fun playground of sex 
uh, is just um, such a more, uh, uh, you know, light, lovely way to live. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love. S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. 
Sprucks Gear, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Absolutely. And, you know, and it just just be cool, man, and, and, and think about the other <laughs> person, too, you know? Um, yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, don't shit on people. You know, don't don't treat people badly, and, and you know, I mean, come on. Uh, this is a great <laughs> film, ladies and gentlemen. It's a great documentary. We've got links up on our show oh. page, sexflation.com, uh, you know, www.sexflation.com. We've got links to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We've got links to Alex's Instagram, which is fascinating, by the way, because um, he's a cool dude. He's a cool <laughs> guy, you. man. He's a cool oh, guy. Thank and you so I much for somebody... taking the time to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, now I know somebody in San Francisco. My wife's never been to California. She's been bugging me since the pandemic. Oh, I was you saved should go by before, the pandemic. before it runs out, runs out of water. Yeah, you should go. <laughs> yeah. You know, when there's not famine and flood and drought. Um, going right, right, right. Before California. the fires take over. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. It's gorgeous. Okay. Yeah, she's never been to Vegas either. She's like, let's go to Vegas. I'm like, oh, it's, it's the kind of place it's fun, but you want to shower afterwards. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. It's great for uh, maybe uh, 48 hours, and then after that, it, it, it's time to leave. <laughs> the weird thing about Vegas, and, and you probably know this as a gay guy that, that's I'm sure been there. Um, there's more gay people and like working in it's all entertainment, you know, it's all people in that world. And there's like one block of, you know, gay clubs and bars and that's it. Yeah, it's it's, it's so not even a block. It's like a little, it's like a little strip. It's like a little, uh, uh, you know, what, what are they called? Strip mall. It's like a little strip mall. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's crazy. It's so you know, and it's 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 a cowboy town. You you and not the fun kind of cowboys. <laughs> well, you're at the you're at the mecca, man. San Francisco is where it's at. That's uh, a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I think if it weren't for uh, the San Francisco experience I had, especially my my early my early twenties, um, really? you know, it's it's what happened? That, and you know, yeah, people don't people really. Um, and they maybe go too far in one way, but they, but they re- it's a really amazing place to, to understand yourself in a way, in a safe way, mm. um, because because the resources, the people, the spirit, um, is is all about full self expression, and that's something that I think can go too far, but but it doesn't go far enough for the most <laughs> part in our culture. <laughs> There's limits. There's limits. No, I get yeah. it. I, mm-hmm. I get it, man. I get it. Um, Oh man, I could tell I could tell you stories. <laughs> That's sure for good. another like conversation, Alex. That's for another conversation. Um, I want seriously, everybody. Th- th- I don't want people to think that this documentary is a salacious, dirty. You know, oh, this is just a bunch of you know something you'd find on Pornhub. Maybe I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with Pornhub. I thought it was cool that you talked to their uh, their metric scientists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were, yeah, we were lucky. We were lucky to talk to their data scientists. Yeah, they, they were. That was one of the harder interviews to get because they were really scared about letting a documentary crew in for the first time. Uh, but yeah, we were. We learned. 
you know, that was, I think that's the only place you can go in the world to find what people are actually searching for. What, what, are, what are people's real fantasies? Because most people won't admit them to, to, a, to a researcher, right. so, but they will admit it to, a, to the Pornhub search engine. So I think that that was a great way. And, and I think, yeah, I think, you know, the, the, often I think when you hear documentary, our big fear is that when you hear documentary, you immediately think it's going to be homework. You know, it's like going to be this mm, long yeah. that's full of information. But, but we did try to make it, I don't, we, you know, you, let us know if we see We try to make it as like, like funny. It's, you know, we, humor is the kind of, uh, we, we really push in on the humor. Uh, we really try to tell an engaging story because I think, you know, the, the best way to let go of shame, I think, is, is through laughter, shared laughter. Absolutely. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the, the way that, that was kind of our mission, that, that we would shine a light on the fact that we all have, you know, these, these, unprocessed un uh shame that, that maybe will stay with us for the rest of the life life but 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 we're trying to give you permission to laugh at it because I think ultimately, you know, once you all we all admit that that we're kind of uh in in the same boat and, and we can laugh at the absurdity, uh, you can start to let go of some of the things that you hold on to really tightly for years. Absolutely. And you know, I, I want everybody to watch this. I don't want any kid ever Seventeen years old or not, to be in that room you found yourself briefly in, and I'm glad you got out of yeah. that room. You know. Thank you. Yes, yes. I, I mean, it's a total testament to my parents who who put me into therapy. Uh, you know, uh, um, a testament to, to the community I lived in, who who really saw and took care of me. Um, and, uh, and most, a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people don't have that. And and. This is my the hope with the film is that not only can it give people a little hope that, that it doesn't have to be this way, it helps the people, the parents, the community members uh, understand why it's important, why sex education is important, not not only for for children but for families, for the community, that 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 the community you want is a community that educates its its, its children around all the things that have to do with sex if you want to keep them safe, happy, and healthy. And it's something that doesn't have to go against your values, you know, that, that you can have whatever value you want about sex, but but the only way you can come to that value in an honest, authentic, useful way is if you know all the information you can. The information is not what, 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 what um, shouldn't be the thing that scares you because, frankly, the truth of the matter is that you're a sexual being whether you want to be or not. And, and it's incumbent on you to understand that so that, so that you can have values that actually right. fit the world. Otherwise, your life is just going to be full and full of suffering. Yeah, and just all – and you're not going to get things. I mean, you're not going to understand art or music or any of that stuff. You know, you're not going to <laughs> you maybe listen to it or see it, but you won't great get point. it. Great point. I love that. I love that so much. That's a great point. Uh, don't you – know, you're just going to be much more fun at parties. That's all I'm saying, you know. <laughs> anywho. Anywho. Uh, hey, and just a final note, we've been talking about, we've been laughing a little bit about it, but on, on a serious note, if, if you're a youngster, you're, you're in a bad situation, man, um, you know, go find somebody to talk to. There's there's places you can call, numbers, Google mm-hmm. is your friend, everybody's got a computer in their pocket, um, you know, there's yeah. ways, the, and if it's Trevor real bad. Project. Look up, look up, yeah, look up the Trevor Project, that is a great place to start. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's a great one. Um, you know, and, you know, just do it right. If, if you're, you know, high school sucks for everybody. College was way better. <laughs> I'm just telling you from my experience. 
<laughs> but yeah, you know, it's uh Greyhound leaves twice a day. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes more. Anywho, <laughs> do it right. Um, don't just take off, you know. Be smart. Make good choices. Hey Alec, you are you Alex, you are fantastic. And, you know, I know everybody oh, has these moments. Thank you. Thank you. This is really fun. And, thank you so much for the time. Yeah. And, you know, just keep doing it. You're real, real good. I can't. Are, <laughs> are you going to be making more? Uh, we, the hope is yes. You know, I, I think, you know, right now my life is, is just getting this movie it's out into the world and seeing how it does and, and, and nurturing this mm. baby. Uh, so I can can leave the house and fly on its own. But, yeah, I, I think once once the dust settles, <laughs> There, there is there is uh, something brewing, uh, something brewing. But but yeah, maybe give me a, give me a year or two to kind of figure out where I am in my life. But I think a lot of this, you know, especially around taboo topics, especially around the things mm. that made you know the, the the morals and values we had that that maybe served us again a thousand years ago in some way, but it doesn't really today. But we've held on to them. Uh, those are the things I'm right. most interested in about sex, drugs pleasure, love, all these things that are being kind of recontextualized, re-understood uh, in, in this modern nice. age. Um, hopefully, and hopefully do it, uh, take serious topics, but make them as funny and, and uh, educational, but, but also engaging. And, and I think hopefully I can kind of thread that, that needle and, and get people to, to laugh because I think ultimately that's the best way to process some pain. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, whatever I can do to help on this end, if you you know you wind up doing crowdfunding or something, you need a painting to give oh, away. Or something, but let me means, know. I'd oh, be glad to help. That means so you much. Know. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, folks, that's gonna wrap it up for us. I, I promised Alex to, uh, we wouldn't go. Uh, you know, do one of these. Uh, what did I say? Three-hour Joe Rogan thing. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get tagged on Spotify for mentioning his name. No. Um, <laughs> It's all good. Anywho, anywho, we will be back tomorrow. We've got another fascinating documentary uh, filmmaker on tomorrow. Um, this fellow is from Toronto, and he, he made a documentary. I have been, when the pandemic happened, ladies and gentlemen, I started watching all these weird, uh, strange YouTube channels and shows and stuff, and I discovered um, Carnival. All of my Catholic friends are like, yeah, you know, Lent, Jamie, big surprise there. It's a thing. Well, yeah, but they really party and, and make these amazing floats and costumes and all this kind of stuff for Carnival. Um, and I did not realize that happened all over the Caribbean. I've since learned this, watching all these videos. Mm, and yeah. he made a, this documentary is about um, a, a woman who is the reigning queen of Carnival in the Toronto Caribbean community. And, I, you know, they wear these yeah. costumes once, and they're like, you know, this is not Vegas Showgirl costume. Vegas Showgirl turned up to 10, man. It is big time, and uh, they're real involved. So it's going to be, that's going to be tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow, everybody. And another reminder, if you're here local in South Florida, you go to my website. You'll see the flyer. It's all over my social media, too. Um, you got to go to the Rebel Wine Bar this Friday. I'm unveiling two new paintings. We're doing a little meet and greet there. And, um, yeah, and I know I've been doing a lot of these, folks, but the thing is, the pandemic's over. I can leave the house. You know, it's kind of nice. Um, I still wear a mask, but that's okay. Anyway, we will see you then. Thanks again, Alex. You keep making these oh, documentaries. I really, really like this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank absolutely. You, thank you. 
Well, folks, this will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all the social media platforms. That'll happen in about a half an hour. And, uh, you know, be sure to check out our sponsors and all that. Use their code, save some money. With that savings, go over to asexplation.com or wherever you buy your streaming uh, movies or, you know, and you can rent it or buy it. How about that? And I, I want everybody to watch this film. Buy this for anybody. Uh, you know, this is a good, this is good information for human beings to have. And there you go. Okay, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.